Welcome to Industry Vancouver, conversations about the residential real estate industry with Andrew Hasman and Jeff Bennett. I'm Jeff Bennett. I'm a realtor with Remax Real Estate Services here in Vancouver. I'm Andrew Hasman, also with Remax here in Vancouver as well. Uh, we're creating this video today to talk to you a little bit about Bill 44, the uh, Building and Strata Statues Amendment from last week. Uh, now, we're, we're better realtors than lawyers, so for that reason, if you're planning on buying or selling real estate, doing anything with your real estate portfolio, always contact your trusted financial advisor or tax planner before making a decision. These are just our views on real estate, and uh, which we know a little bit about. So Premier David Eby last week uh, proposed a bill. Uh, it received royal assent uh, and became law last week. There's some changes that have happened, some pretty big ones. So stratas can now hold virtual meetings without a required bylaw change. Bylaws restricting rentals and stratas are no longer in effect, nor can they be added. And uh, age restrictions other than 55 plus years are now no longer enforceable. So, Andrew, what do you think these changes are going to mean to the to the business, to the industry? I just think it's it's. Uh, I'm just so surprised how quickly this came down. I think it took everyone by surprise. You know, selling real estate for over 30 years and selling a lot of condos, uh, uh, rental restrictions, and just restrictions in general regarding pets, rentals, uh, age. Uh, it's always been an issue that we've had to sort of stick handle through with our clients, whether buying or selling. So I think these are big changes and it's, uh, I find it quite exciting because all of a sudden, um, when you're selling a condo or buying a condo for clients, uh, it's one less hurdle to be dealing with. Yeah. You know, it's funny how, how fast it did happen. I know, uh, literally two and a half weeks ago, I was showing clients a, a place and, and they said, Oh, what do you think about rental restrictions being lifted? And I thought, Oh yeah, maybe in the future, sometime down the road, and then next thing we do, all of a sudden it's happened. I think so. I was having dinner on Sunday night, and I read about it. Like on a Sunday <laughs> night, they, they, the legislature uh, met and they uh, they got royal assent of the uh, the bill, and it was passed. So it was pretty quick. Yeah, very. Uh, so, what do you think these changes are going to mean for uh, people who own real estate, uh, for buyers and sellers? I mean, it, we'll talk about the first one, the the virtual meetings. I, I think anything that increases accessibility for people to participate in their communities is really a fantastic step. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be any real objection or downside to that. It, it, to me, it just seems like a great move. I guess this is something, this is you know the, the way the world does business today. I mean, being having to be somewhere uh, to actually get to a meeting, uh, COVID hit, and of course, it changed the way that we conduct ourselves. So we can now just work remotely. And so I guess it just makes making decisions and, and uh, holding these strata meetings so much easier, and yeah. especially for people that don't live in the same city. Yes. They can now partake uh, over video, which I think is uh, just the new reality that we live in today. Yeah, it's I mean, to me, one of the great things that's come out of COVID is the ability for people to participate in a way that they couldn't before in a much cheaper, much easier, just all around the access. Making just the, the way business is done so much more efficient. Totally. And, and so I think that's a great thing as well. Again, it's a sign of the times. We no longer have to be somewhere physically to get something done. We can do it over Zoom. Uh, and it, I think it just makes the process that much easier, especially for people that can't get out. Yeah. People that just, it's not easy for them to, to, to drive 40 miles across the city to a strata meeting. 
And if you own your condo and you live somewhere else, it's it's easier than getting on a plane to come and attend the meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the other changes, eliminating the age restriction, except for 55 plus and caregivers in those buildings. Uh, that to me also creates a, a wider market for, for some of these buildings and prevents, uh, you know, somebody has, takes a child in or they, they decide that they want to start a family or expand their family all of a sudden they don't have to move simply because of a, a bylaw. So I, I think in a lot of ways that'll be uh, very beneficial for, for both buildings. And I can't tell you how many times we've, we've, we've tried to sell a condo to a prospective buyer and there's an age restriction of 19. Yes. And they've got a 17 year old son or daughter and they can't buy that particular property. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, it just, it, these restrictions really, you know, they, they affect market value and the marketability of a condo or, or strata property. So uh, eliminating that restriction, again, I think is definitely a positive thing. For sure. Uh, now, I can think of a few buildings where age was restricted, not allowing anybody under 19, and uh, having open houses at those properties families showing up and unfortunately having to say to them, I'm sorry, this, this isn't going to be suitable for you and just seeing the disappointment. So I think anytime you sort of expand the market for potential buyers, that's that's great for owners, that's great for sellers, and it also gives more available options for, for the, the buyers and, and consumers out there. Definitely a positive move. Yeah. Yes. Now the big one is the change in rental policy. So from from here on out, rental restrictions, except for short term, are no longer enforceable, which means that if you're in a building that up until now has said no rentals, you're now allowed to rent your suite out. What, what do you think that's going to do to the market? Well, I just think it's, again, you know, uh, three weeks ago, if someone would have said this was coming down the pipeline, we would have sort of like, you know, our ears would have perked up. Uh, yeah. this, <laughs> you know, this sort of hit everyone by surprise. But, you know, I can, I can definitely see why David Eby, is trying to open up the rental uh, inventory in the city. Yeah. And this opens up, I don't know how many, but tens of thousands of potential rental units to the marketplace. The number that I heard yeah. uh, was 2,900 uh, of people that I guess are declared that are not having to pay the uh, empty homes tax in Vancouver because there's a rental restriction that doesn't allow them to rent it. So once that is eliminated, then all of a sudden those those suites will come to the market. You've got a lot more potential supply coming to the market, at least in the short term. And that'll probably get absorbed fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it also allows, I mean, it's you know, for anyone that owns a condo in a building that had rental restrictions, now those restrictions are gone. So for marketability, when you come to resell, it's gotta be uh, a positive for uh, market value. It's gotta enhance mar market value, marketability of those suites for those people that own those units. What about to, uh, I, I mean, I know, you know, when you're selling a suite, you want to have no rental restrictions. It just, it, it seems that the market is more liquid, there's more available buyers and that's that sort of thing. But all, all the time too, we've said, you know, sometimes living in a building, it's nice if there are some rental restrictions. Um, is it, is it going to make a big difference for people and, and how they live and, and who's living in their building if, if those rentals are restricted? I, I think by and large, people are just people and they just need a place to live, right? Yeah, I mean, I can totally understand. We have clients, some of our mature clients, uh, they want to purchase into a strata condo building and they want it to be mostly uh, owner-occupied. Yeah. So they actually want a rental restriction. But I think they're the minority in numbers. I think it's more the other way where uh, today... 
society, people today are so much more mobile today than they were 25 years ago. Yes. So young professionals, ages 25 to 45, many of those people today, they'll take a job, but they can work remotely. They don't have to work in the same city where their office is. And so they want to have the flexibility to move around. Maybe they want to take a year away and they don't want to have to be forced to sit with a vacant unit. They no. can, they, now they have the ability to rent it out on a one-year lease or longer. So they have that flexibility. So I think when you have that flexibility, it's, it's, it's potentially a good thing. We had some clients recently, uh, they purchased a condo, they absolutely loved it. Total rental restriction and uh, just an unforeseen life event. They had to basically move two months later to another city and they didn't want to give up the rental that they had or the, the, the condo that they bought, but they weren't able to rent it out. So they had to apply under hardship. So this is one of the other things that, that's really great about this is it gives people more freedom on how they're gonna work with uh, the places that they own. And uh, anybody currently renting under a hardship or, or uh, you know, a, a distressed rental, then uh, those are just uh, automatically, you're just allowed to rent your place. Yeah, the hardship thing now is gone because yeah. there's no more rental restriction. Exactly. You know, we have a client, same thing, bought a, bought a property last year, situation changed. Uh, wanted to be able to rent it out. Yeah. Uh, preferred not to sell it because the market's gone down. He was going to take a substantial hit on what he was going to sell it for. Yeah. And the strata said no, but now uh, he's probably going to delist the property. Yeah. And put it up for rent. Yeah. So um, that brings me to another point: is that I I, I think that uh, in the next few weeks and going forward, um, in the past where where condo owners might have sold the property because they couldn't rent it out and they had no longer a personal use for that property are now going to opt instead of selling they're going to actually rent it out yeah so we're going to see a, a drop in potential condo inventory on the market it's going to be a, a, a drop in condo supply yeah which then potentially puts upward pressure from price yes so it's there's a lot of things that are that are happening here that uh, some are good for the market some are maybe not as good but uh, definitely there's going to be some impact from what's going on I think anything that we're doing that really increases the availability of places for people to live, be it by rental or by ownership, uh, it, it to me is a good thing. And I know uh, new construction buildings that have built in the last, you know, ten or fifteen years, those buildings haven't been allowed to have rental restrictions in them, and there hasn't been anything disastrous that's happened no. with them. So this is this is primarily looking at some of the older buildings that still had those 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 rental restrictions. And as as we said. If this this doesn't change anything for short-term rentals, Airbnb, and that sort of thing. If that's not allowed, then it's still not allowed. That's right. Those bylaws yeah. are still in effect. So yeah. no v, no Airbnb, no VRBO. Uh, that's out. It's just strictly the uh, regular longer-term tenancies, which for sure. which are affected. And, and you know, again, like you, like you mentioned, and like for instance, if you look in the downtown core where there's you know numerous uh, high-rise buildings. Most of those buildings have, not all, but may, most of the newer ones have built in the last, say, dozen or so years. Yeah. There's no rental restrictions. No. And life goes on just fine in those properties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, what's happening in the market? What are you seeing out there? Well, it's been, you know, since since March the 1st or March 31st, when uh, when the Bank of Canada first raised interest rates, we're up, uh, yes. I, you know, I keep forgetting, it's at 350 or 375 basis points, but the, the increase in interest rates in that uh, several month period is unprecedented. It really yeah. is. And obviously the effect is a much slower market. Uh, buyers have been, not been forced, but they've decided to sort of hold off on their plans to purchase many of them right. at the sidelines. And the same thing with sellers. People are uh, reluctant to sell into this market. So we've seen a, a drop in supply 
uh, a drop in buyer demand, and so it's a much slower market. Yeah. But that being said, more normal. More normal. Because yeah, we all, you know, in Vancouver, we got used to home selling in a matter of hours or days, right? Yes. Not realistic, right? I mean, I can think of the times where, you know, in the past, we, you know, you'd list a, you know, three, four, five million dollar property, and within the weekend it would be sold. Yeah. But you know, I mean, and and you know, just just crazy. I mean, and, and we're in more normal times, more normal markets. A property like that would probably typically take anywhere from one to two or three months to sell. Yes. So. These have become, you know, Vancouver's become a, a market where people got used to things happening extremely quick, prices going up, you know, nonstop. So this has been a reset. Yes. And, and I think it's brought everyone back to sort of reality. Things don't go up forever. No. Um, and this is a healthy reset, I think. This is a I, healthy I, reset. I agree 100%. I, I think too often, uh, you know, we're, we're in that place where everybody came to expect a pile of 100 pairs of shoes at the, the, the doorway of a two bedroom condo and one week of showings and then 22 offers uh, on the following Tuesday, that, that's not a normal market in any way. And so it much healthier now, much easier for buyers to buy, for, for sellers to sell. It's a much more controlled situation that, that they can manage. They don't, nobody needs to be in a panic and, and they can uh, do what they need to do. So I guess if, if you're thinking of buying, you're thinking of selling, uh, Andrew and I, uh, we're, uh, we're happy to help with any of those kinds of questions. Uh, I think we'll also post the bullet points. We had uh, uh, an excellent article that uh, we're going to include with this information from uh, Sean Smith, uh, a lawyer who specializes in strata issues. And uh, anything else? No, we're just we're going we're gonna to shoot on a weekly basis, and we're going to come up with some interesting topics. Yep. There's a lot going on in the industry that affects real estate, you know, taxation, changes in tax rates. There's uh, uh, government at the federal level and provincial and civic level changes that are all affecting what it means to own real estate and what it's going to mean to our to our pocketbook. So I yes. think there's lots to talk about. And today's issue, which is uh, Bill 44, just passed by the provincial government this yep. past week, uh, is the first of our topics, but there's many more to come. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate your time and your attention. If we can be of further help or information, we look forward to hearing from you. We respectfully acknowledge that we live, work, and play on the traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations.